Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome on today's episode. We have Lumari. This is a cracker. She has a podcast called Cosmic Coffee, and she is an amazing individual. And you can find her on lumari.com. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. It's so happy to be here with you. We had you on the uh, previous show there a few years ago, and you talked about what you did and your story. But uh, since then to now, what have you done? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have just recently published a brand new book. It's called Streams of Consciousness, and it is a a channeled collaboration talking about the 12 sacred streams of energy that were actually created for humanity, but were, were actually kind of invisible. They weren't revealed. So we have been participating in these elegant, high frequency streams of energy, and yet They weren't talked about, they weren't recognized. And so it was time to bring that to light and to bring it uh, into our world in a a really powerful way. So not just describing the streams, but also uh, writing a book where you can engage with those energies while you read the book, which for me is really important. So it brings kind of a book to a whole other level. As you're reading, you can feel attunements, you can feel openings, you can feel new understandings about yourself and about our world, because these are things that have been for humanity as a whole. And so we get them individually. Each one of us might resonate with one or two different streams. And then you can start to see how humanity interacts with these energies and these themes and and how we play. And then for now, how we can, I'll just say it this way, how we can up our game. We're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Our our mind and consciousness is like string theory in some way. Connects to one thing, it brings us down another way, and then boom, we're into our avenue of life, you know? 
Yes, and it's really um, when I was I wrote the book a long time ago, and it wasn't ready to be part of our consciousness at this until now. And when I started reading it again and started going back into it, I started recognizing how now is the most important time. There's so many people. There's so many people on our planet. No matter where they're located geographically, we're all moving into a higher state of being. And to be able to have the distinctions of these energies and the guardians and, and masters that go with these energies is really remarkable because it's almost like part of it. You go, oh, no wonder I feel like that, you know, and no wonder that person doesn't always get what I'm talking about because they're resonating over here and they perceive the world from there. And it's not cultural or geographic or religious or ideological. It is a theme, a quality, you know, vibrational quality, and it brings huge understanding. And we could really use a lot of huge understanding in high vibration right now. Are we currently in high vibration times at the moment? We are. That's what we're working towards. And it gives us a lot of distinctions. So because of the high vibrational times, we're able to see more of what doesn't work. And we're also able to hear more of the conversations that say, by the way, we should be doing this. And if anybody doesn't like the word should, put a new one in while I say it. <laughs> but, you know, we should be doing this and we should be doing this. And why didn't we understand this? And we need to open to this. If we weren't in higher vibrational times, those conversations wouldn't even be able to be present. Nobody would let them come out. It describes like a bird in a cage. And now is the time when the bird can go of the cage in a conscious, energetic level at the moment. Yes. And we have the bird also has a, um, a GPS system if it wants to, so that it can have all the different foods that it would like on its journey. <laughs> <laughs> this sunflower over here. And <laughs> to open it to bigger spaces to play. When we play humans and animals, we're in essence, love, flow, whatever language we can do. But playing is what we are here to do in some way. Yes. And I always, that's how I describe the work that I do. And the things is I like, I like to play in this. And so work has one kind of energy and play has another. And play is more curiosity. It doesn't mean that you're not fully engaged. I mean, I'm not a, like a huge sports fan, but when you're playing a sport, you're not just like sitting there going, yeah, I'll kick the ball now. Eh, I don't feel like it. No, you're all in, but you're playing. There's a curiosity, there's a participation, there's an engagement, and it's fun. That's what we're here. We're here to actually, surprisingly, we're here to enjoy ourselves and explore this consciousness and then connect and, and raise everybody's vibration and do it together and have chocolate. <laughs> I, I think that's a big miscommunication. People think here, I'm here to work and here to, for, for my family, I'm here to do a mission, but we're here to play, have chocolate, eat jellies, watch TV, and that's what we're here to do. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we aren't here to do all of these things because, I mean, for most of us, we wouldn't have come if there wasn't a spiritual engagement, if there wasn't something to grow and learn and expand and, and share our gifts and all of that. But when we put it so focused as 
this is your mission, right? Should you choose to accept it? <laughs> it's like, then it's all heavy. And where are you going to play? And where is inspiration going to come in? Because part of us being here is to be inspired by whatever is there. You have this beautiful palm tree in the back, in your background. I can be inspired by our conversation and the palm tree. If it's all work, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say next. If it's play and inspiration, we're in this vibrational energy together, you and I. We know we're sharing this message with however many people are listening. And we're having fun and sharing wisdom and beauty and light and laughter. That's way more fun. Yeah. You could create more better memories and laughter and play than you do in negative and work and not being in flow in some way. Yes. Why did you choose the word consciousness in your, in your title? Why am I choosing more consciousness? Yeah. In the energies that we have. Now, I'm a conscious channel and I'm an intuitive. And so I receive messages all the time. And I receive and work with vibrations all the time. And I recognize we're in a place right now, which is why we're here, to open that up for other people. Now, I'm not saying I'm, we want to open it up so that everybody's a channel and everybody's a psychic and everybody's you know, a healer and all those things, but open it up so that we see more than what we have been physically trained to see. That opens up more joyful exploration, more connection with the divine, and being able to be aware of it, consciously aware of it at the same time. So some people have these kind of experiences, but they're too spaced out in it to actually get what's going on. So it's kind of like you leave your body, then you come back and go, where was I? I know it was cool, I felt something great, but where was I? And instead, we can raise the vibration and the awareness for all of us, and we can see a lot of things that we would miss. And amazing, what would that be like if we can see what one person is saying to us, there is some higher vibration in the reason that they're talking with you, but they may not have the exact words that they need to communicate that to you. But you, in your listening, can perceive that higher energy and be able to communicate without misinterpretation. Can you imagine just being able to communicate without misinterpretation? That would be cool. Yeah. Where people aren't having an agenda to have a conversation. They're just having a conversation because they're playing with you. Yes. I, I think that's so powerful. I, I think that's where humanity wants to go is to have that endless conversations where there's no agenda, no pitching, it's just having fun. And, and to be able to heartfully, in the present moment, in the richness of our beings, communicate with each other, it's a huge gift. It's, it's huge. When you get that with one person, when you're really communicating, you can feel, you know, a person's light and their spirit and their power and their meaning and their joy and, and the wisdom that they carry. It's a huge gift. And imagine every person on the planet being able to do that. I mean, we would all be awestruck. <laughs> I can imagine how many times we would be saying, wow, I never thought of it like that, right? That would be one of the first things you would say. Wow, I never thought of it like that, huh? And we would be keeping on opening to all the different wisdoms and different ways of saying the same thing. Because some of our connection with the divine 
we may have a certain way we describe it or a certain way we experience it. But then when everybody else is sharing their own experience, you start to realize maybe we are actually experiencing the same thing. We're just feeling it or interpreting it in our own way. Why is communication such a gift? Oh, it is our capacity to really share. So when I look at the divine, the divine, however you want to call that all being, right? I say divine, is actually communicating with us. So when we see nature, when we see love in a person's eyes, when we see a flock of seagulls going across the ocean, the divine is communicating with us. And when we're communicating with each other, we are sharing like real communication, not just inadvertent, boring stuff, right? But real communication. It's like we're sharing our soul. And we're also sharing with generosity because communication, real communication has generosity in it. Like there's a part of you that you are bringing forward and generously doing that. And you're also in communication with someone else. You're generously listening. And that's powerful. I mean, have you ever had somebody really listen to you? Definitely. How about you? Yes. And doesn't it make a difference like crazy? It sure does. It makes you have power that you don't understand. Yes. And I, I think that's where the strings of consciousness come in, those conversations where they connect together. You know? Yes. Well, and each stream has a different quality. And so you can imagine that people who have an affinity towards a different stream. So the streams of consciousness are really channels of energy that have been gifted to us as humanity on this planet. And each stream of consciousness, there's 12, each stream has a different attunement, a different quality that it resonates with. And with those qualities, we can learn and grow and experience and feel things. And a lot of us resonate more with one stream of consciousness than another. So for example, one of the streams of consciousness is the stream of harmony. So when you feel the energies of the stream of harmony, if you know about music and you think of harmony that way, then that means there's many different people singing many different notes and they all come together. And they come together to create something beautiful and it's bigger than any one particular note. So generally speaking, if you think of Somebody who's inspired or, you know, intrigued or resonating with the stream of harmony, they are going to be lit up and appreciate when different points of view come together and create something bigger, when different people come together and want to collaborate, when things come together in a certain way and they can see different pieces that make a whole. That would be a view of harmony from one of the streams. So how many of us know people who want to bring a whole bunch of different things together at once and see how it plays, right? Who like delight in, even the person who could be the one who has, like I want to create a children's symphony orchestra, right? And they just decide to do it because they want all of these different things to come together and make one wholeness, but that celebrates each individual part. So how many people on this planet 
would resonate with that. Would that would be the light that guides their lives. They would look at the world and see where is harmony? Where do I want to play here? Where where do I shine? And that's just one of the streams. And then of course if we're talking about communication and connection, they would be communicating in a way from that place. They would be connecting with other people who can feel harmony and they get it because there's other people who just don't get that energy. Not bad or wrong, it's just you don't get it. There's a lot we don't get and that's a good thing because then we get to learn and experience and grow. And so with my book Streams of Consciousness and the different streams that I talk about in it, we can start to see how we play and we can start to look at how other people are. It's like what if you're the person who resonates with the stream of harmony and you're the only one in your family that does and everybody else has a different stream that they're looking at. You would be the one who tried to get everybody together. They might be the one who say no I'm going to on, on a pilgrimage I need to like don't call me for 3 years I'll be back. But you would get to understand how each other resonates and how you are because you could see those different ways of being and appreciate it. Make sense? makes completeness and and when you understand these energies harmony and be able to play in the strings that the soul is stringing is this where the genius comes well it is the genius and it is a direct connection to the divine and it helps you express it in a way where you feel that direct connection so the streams of consciousness were created for us so that each of us in humanity whatever stream lights us up most we have a direct connection to the divine so it's us moving through these frequencies embracing these frequencies direct connection to the divine it's kind of like that's your divine channel where you turn it up you listen to the music in in your stream of consciousness you embrace it and you get to share that brilliance so you're a channel for it in a way however you express it So if we were looking at this stream, the stream of harmony, so somebody might actually be a symphony conductor because that's how much they love harmony. Someone else might do social work, not a social worker, but working in groups to create a cohesive school somewhere. Other people may just look at it like being able to be with different people and see how their different opinions and ways of being move together because they love seeing all the differences. And it's still that perspective is still direct connection with the divine and then you being part of that you get to express it in your own way because luckily for us we actually are all individuals. We're connected to the soul, you know, S O L E and S O U L E. <laughs> divine being but in the same way we all express it individually which is beautiful so is the soul actually one or is it individual beings on this planet it's both i think each of us have our own consciousness or awareness or however you want to put it so that might be like a singular focus that allows us to play here on this earth allows us to play in other dimensions and other awarenesses of reality because it's not just here and then we can look at it and go a lot of us are connected in that frequency so it's not a separation even though we may have a unique perspective and experience then i wonder then what makes us so unique as an individual on this planet totally great question <laughs> i think a whole bunch of different things come into play because on this world 
And I will say that while people think that this is a three-dimensional reality, it's really not because we're connected in many different dimensions at once. But if we focus on the planet and what's happening, then that is where our focus is. Can we focus other places? Yes. And are we having an individual experience? Yes. And are we having a collective experience? Yes. Since if we talk about the divine as a oneness, then all of us are part of that oneness. So eventually we're aware of that oneness. And yet we're all different and we're experiencing things, which is what creation is about. No one flower. There is, if you say rose, millions or however many there are, every single rose is different. Every single rose is different. Every single flower is different. Every day is different, right? So we have those differences and the divine relishes that. When you're creating, you really don't want to create the same thing over and over and over and over again. And so we are individual focuses having a collective experience in a oneness. We get the best of all worlds. (laughs) I think that's so true. And the fact that there are 12 different roses, but there's one rose. And the same way, we're all connecting to the same source. But, you know, one could be an artist, another one could be a mathematician, another one could be a scientist. But yet they're all streaming from the same consciousness in some way. And even looking at what we just talked about with the stream of harmony, a mathematician could actually be looking and seeing how the numbers and the equations that they're working with harmonize with each other. Now, I would never have that perspective because math is not my thing. But a mathematician could look at it and go, oh, yeah, the intrigue of how numbers move together and create it, right? Because I can't even have a conversation about math, really. (laughs) But they could resonate with that harmony and look at it and go, oh, in the same with the physicists. Like they might be looking at the properties of light as it travels in the universe. And the reason it's so exciting for them, because there's a harmony about it that they recognize that another scientist or physicist might not look at that harmony at all. And yet, what a unique perspective they're bringing to us. How does the human body sit in all this conversation that we're having at the moment? Hmm. Ask me more. <laughs> <laughs> like we have, we have a, a brain, we have a heart, we have a gut, but yet the soul is how what drives the function of those mechanics of the body to be able to be the mathematician or the physicist or the musician in some way. Well, I think that the awareness or soul or consciousness, however we describe that awareness of self-awareness and universal awareness, chooses to come into a form to express something here. So there's one part that obviously it is just the physical form doing its gig. Of course, there is a whole spiritual and energy component to our bodies as well. The good news is that we actually have a physical body because if the soul were continually directing it, probably every single day we would look different and nobody would be able to recognize us. (laughs) Because our soul is always growing and changing and evolving, right? So like one day I'm going to be this height and then another day I'm going to be this height and then another day I'm going to be like whatever. And like if I walk in the world, nobody's going to know who I am. So we have this body that follows, you know, us energetically so that we have a continuity and that we can recognize each other because it really would be strange if we woke up every day and we looked different because our soul decided something else should happen. 
but it would be cool to be six foot one day, five foot another day, you know? Yes, the blonde, the redhead. <laughs> it's like when you, as a fashion model, they wear a different outfit every minute. That'd be us as souls. That'd be cool, you know? It really would be. <laughs> oh, it would be really funny. One day I want to wear some sneakers, another day I want to wear celestial heels. That'd be, that'd make life even more fun, I think, you know? I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be really, although it might be really trippy because we might have to sit in the mirror and just watch ourselves change. <laughs> so energy changes every moment, but does the soul change every moment as well? I think it does in a an evolution kind of way. So I think that we're always growing and adapting and connecting and recognizing things. But it's more like a process of growing as opposed to like minute changes all the time. So that it's an evolution, it's an understanding, there's a greater wisdom, there's a greater perception, there's more ahas in it, and a more expansion, and more healing if you've had situations where part of your being has been injured or confused, then you have more opportunities to heal and change and grow. And that's happening all the time. And really, we know that our physical body is changing all the time, too. So everything is always changing all the time. It just doesn't always look it. So even the mountains are changing all the time, even though they might have been there, I don't know how many millions of years, but they're probably not as tall, or they may have other trees, or, or the rocks may have moved from one place to another place, but we're still calling it the mountain. So it's all changing, which is part of what creation is, which is really exciting. So everything's changing, but... People get stuck the fact that, you know, their their physical, mental, spiritual is changing, but they don't want change at the same time. A lot of people don't want to change. A lot. I have heard some people say that they're really afraid of changing or they're really resistant to change. When I look at that, I feel that there, there may be just some ways of learning that have been instilled that don't help people grow. Because there's, there's no way around the change. As long as you're alive on this planet, something's changing. Your hair is growing or it's not growing anymore. You know, you're the same weight. You're not the same weight. Your fingernails are longer. Your body is doing different things. I mean, it's all changing. Just, you know, look at the trees in your backyard. They're always changing. So that's happening. But growing and changing and adapting on a soul and personal level, I think when people don't want to change, that there's a fear of losing something or a fear of seeing something. And that may be how they're taught to perceive things as opposed to sit on the beach and take one day and you watch the sun rise and you see the fish and you see the waves and you see the birds and you see the palm trees and it, the day goes on and the sun comes higher and then and then all of a sudden it starts to recline and it starts to have sunset and you see those beautiful colors and then the stars come out. There isn't a wrong or a bad in that. That's the change. And it's happening all the time. And it's truly magnificent that that actually happens. I mean, just like imagining every sunset on our planet, which is happening kind of at a different time, is a completely different looking sunset. And somebody in Hawaii and somebody in Japan and somebody in London, and they're all seeing a sunset that day, and every single one's seeing a different one. It's amazing, awe-inspiring. It's so inspiring, but yes, we were taught that it's a good or a bad thing from our parents and environment at the same time. Yes. 
I have a saying that I like to teach people in part of my work. And when you come up against one of those limiting beliefs or negative thought processes that a lot of people have, it comes in and it says, no, you can't, or don't do that, or something bad is gonna happen, all of that. I just tell you to, in your mind, say, that's not necessarily true. So since we're having the conversation about change, if somebody is afraid of change, whatever that change is, whether it's changing their job or changing their life or changing their spirit or whatever it is, and all of those arguments come up, I say, that's not necessarily true. The argument that just told you, you'll never do this, you can't change, something bad is gonna happen. And you just go, that's not necessarily true. And what it does is it confuses you. <laughs> So your mind is, which who is your mind, which is you, is ready to argue its point, right? That's why we feel that restriction and that limitation, right? You can't do this because blah, 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 right? And if you say that's not necessarily true, you're not saying, yes, I can, I can do anything, I'm ready for change, right? Then your mind can argue and say, no, you're not, you don't have this, you did it, right? If you say that's not necessarily true, your mind goes, um, well, but you know, and then it's confused because it's not really an argument. You're not taking a polar position and it's going, well, no, it's really true. And you go, no, it's not necessarily true. And then your mind gets confused again. And all of a sudden that thought process and belief system slows down because now it has to think about, is it true? Is it not true? Is this something to argue? Is this something to uphold? Is this something to be afraid of? And it's in inquiry, not in holding a position that this is right and I am right and you cannot. And all of a sudden it kind of collapses on itself and then your brain just goes, huh. <laughs> and it opens up a space. And that's what we need. We need space there, right? It's like when people say, just go get some sleep and you'll decide the answer in the morning. I think that's basis. Well, I think, it, I think we have a lot of different things that we can do. Understanding that change is present, it just is. The universe is recreating itself all, all the time. Embracing the change makes it easier. Universe changes and someone that connects with the Akashic records and the universe and energy what does the universe look like on a daily basis when it's constantly changing? Well, that's the thing. It looks like everything and it's always changing. So to think that we would have a static perception when you're walking into something that's changing each time, it's you have a sense of recognition of the energy or quality of it, but then you can be open to what is new. And, and what seems familiar may be the tone of things and what is happening may be something new. So in the Akashic Records, and you know I wrote a book on the Akashic Records too, mm -hmm. in the Akashic Records, they collect the wisdom of the universe. And that wisdom is always changing and growing, and they're smart enough to categorize things so that we can access it in certain ways. But in that, there is a recognition that this is going to change. The ocean of 20 years ago is not the ocean of today. And the wisdom that was created ages and ages ago, which is still relevant, is not how we participate today. We are not the same human beings from 2000 years ago. 
or 10,000 years ago. And our spiritual understanding may be the same, but the world looks different. But we have a recognition, like a relatedness and a recognition of that time and being and the divine in the universe, even though it's constantly changing. It's kind of like we have our, our place and we have our relationship and recognition, even though we know it's changing. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense, indeed. And when you tune into that, that frequency and energy to get messages for yourself and your client to understand where, where you're going, what does it look like to feel that change as well, getting those messages? I always love it. For me, like the first part is like I'm so honored and appreciative and grateful that I can connect and receive those messages. To be that that vehicle or that channel or that, that being who can hear and share is just an honor for me. Being in the space for each client is also a lot of fun because every client is different. They're in a different journey, they're in a different place, and they are asking, even if every single one of them were asking the same thing, I would be receiving messages from different parts of the universe, different guides, different beings, and different frequencies for each person, which for me is so fascinating and so beautiful. It's, it's really, really rich. It's really rich. And of course, then the information or the guidance gives my client more, whether it's not, and it's not just answers, but it's a new vibration, a new perspective, new opportunities for them to shine. And uh, I can't think of a better way to play. <laughs> it sounds like this is your playground and you enjoy playing in the swings and the slides and the monkey bars here. You know? Definitely. Swinging on that swing, going down the slide, being on the merry-go-round, you bet. <laughs> when you meet someone enlightened, like how do you interact with that big monster of being of energy and in the stream of consciousness that we're experiencing today? I'm really always myself in it. So I have a really good time having these conversations. So for me, my interactions are always kind of curious inquiries. And wherever I'm playing, it's in that space. Ooh, what, what's that about? Oh, can you tell me more about this? Oh, that's really interesting. I never understood that particular avenue of expression. How does that, and I, I'm kind of like in interview mode or curiosity mode and receiving, because I receive the information multidimensionally. So a lot of it is conversation, but then I'm also receiving the vibrations and the frequencies while they're talking to me. Yeah, mostly they. <laughs> I like to talk to a whole bunch of beings. <laughs> I wonder what, what you get, if those beings are physical. I wonder what they look like to, and hear it. But ask, asking, you know, asking Gandhi, can I, can I, how do you do this and how do you do that? And boom, here we go. And there, you know, it's, it's funny, you know. It is. It's kind of like being on a multidimensional Zoom call. <laughs> It'd be cool if we had technology where we could just pop in and, and listen to it all the time, but I'd say we'd get bored after a while, you know? Well, then we would have to have that mirror where we change every single moment and go, oh, yeah, now, oh, now I'm six feet tall. Oh, now I'm not. <laughs> and who knows what Gandhi looks like now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, we could be having a conversation. He would say, you know, that's the old me, right? Like, I don't have that body anymore, but like, if it's comfortable, you can look at that one. <laughs> 
I think a body is like a car. You, you first the soul, the spirit drives it. It gets to a point where it's battered, bruised, and realize I'm done with that car. Let's move on, and then then they move on. But it's, it's the vehicle that we use to communicate and be physically grounded to the planet Earth in some way. Oh, I like that because then, then when you're done, you hear this interdimensional salesperson go, "And you get a new car." <laughs> Oh, I love it. That would be really great. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my darling, you are leaving the planet. But wait, a new car. <laughs> I also, I was, I was looking through your podcast there earlier and you did a meditation about Popeye. And I, I love the fact that you, Popeye, anyone that, that knows cartoons so well, Popeye is this major cartoon. I'm I'm really showing my age here, but Popeye is... It's fantastic, but I love the way that you were able to put a spiritual aspect on on something so simple as Popeye in some way. I love to be able to bridge all of those different things. So while I know that I'm talking like in amazing multi-dimensions, it's all accessible. So I really have fun bringing those vibrations into something that conversationally is accessible and lighthearted and some of my med- meditations are i have um if you go to my website lumari.com i have a chocolate meditation and it makes people laugh which is good and so does the popeye meditation <laughs> because we can bring in the frequencies and the higher energies and still have fun and still laugh and laughter is a very high frequency really really it's a high or high is it the, really it's the highest frequency out there or is there something higher i would say that it's a pretty high frequency some people might say that love is a higher frequency i would say i think joy is a higher frequency because joy is in a way more encompassing now i know people will go oh no no it's love you're wrong and that's okay because then i can be joyful and you can be loving and we can both have a good time <laughs> Yeah. But uh, when I feel joy, it feels like such an opening that you can almost imagine the laughter of the divine creating the rest of the universe. Like instead of a big bang, what if there was a big laugh and the divine went, <laughs> and then all of these planets and stars and beings came forward instead of boom, right? I think that sounds way better. <laughs> The divine, what does the divine look like? Because the divine is in different shapes of, of consciousness and streams from a flower to a human to a car to a tree. But yet we all play with the divine in so many ways. For me in that, thinking that the divine is stagnant already puts a limitation on. So if we think the divine is okay, the creator of X, Y, and Z, or the being who walked this planet and brought x y and z then for me it's a limitation so when i'm connecting with the divine i'm connecting with as much as i can of the greatness the majesty the the creative force and the silence because before creation is a, a sense of silence conscious silence but i don't think there was nothing 
I think there was consciousness in a quietude. And then creation came forward to create everything else. So in feeling that I can, I can experience that divine essence in many different ways without putting a limitation on it, because I know one thing to be perfectly clear, I'm not as smart as the divine is. And that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, if you were as smart as the divine, uh, she doesn't need to be here, you know? Like with my capacity, and I know I have great capacity, but the divine has way more, and that's a good thing. No matter how inspired, no matter how enlightened, the divine's got more, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that one. And I have so much less responsibility. <laughs> yeah, have, having the responsibility of 7 billion and another billion and another 10 billion is like, that's too much work, you know? Yeah. And uh, just think about how you'd have to redecorate. Oh, wow. Look, I put that star over there. Could you move it like 20 miles to the left? Yeah, that's much better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> in communication and using your body as a channel for the divine, how do you prepare to make sure the message is pure in some way? For me, when I'm connecting, it's a, a variety of different ways. So if I'm connecting to write a book, like Streams of Consciousness is a channeled book, my Akashic Records book is a channeled book, my Alawashka book is a channeled book. So if I'm in channel mode for writing a book, then I'm connecting with the divine in an open way and I'm asking questions. So while I'm receiving information and writing things down, I'm in an inquiry about the information. Oh, the universe is like this. Okay. And what does that mean for us? And how does that work? And so when I was connecting with the Akashic Records and wrote that book, I interviewed the Akashic Records, the divine ones, the collective keepers, to ask them questions about how it's created. And so I'm in a neutral place because I'm in a place of joyous curiosity about what I'm looking at. So when I channeled my book, Streams of Consciousness, working with the frequencies of creation to bring forward that information, then as I'm looking at the streams and the great beings who created them and how it hits humanity, I'm also in an inquiry about them. Oh, how would that work for humanity? So you're telling me the stream of compassion opens us up to a relatedness and a heartfelt connection with each other. How does that work with humanity on our planet and how does it work now and how did it work? So that's that for writing. Now for working with clients, I have the same inquiry. And what I'm doing is I'm asking for the highest energy and communication and wisdom for each person that I work with. So then when my client is asking me questions or asking for guidance or healing or, or a reinterpretation or, or an energetic re, you know, organization or healing, whatever you want to call it, right? I'm asking for their highest blessing and the frequencies and wisdom that will help them. So instead of me thinking that I'm going to go to X, Y, and Z being and get the answer, I'm actually asking which being has the highest, which energy has the highest wisdom for that person. And then I'm open to it and I share the wisdom. And then I ask questions and, and my client asks questions. So if a being is telling me, whether it's an ancestor or a guide or an angel or a divine one or all the way up, you know, up the chain, so to speak, right? Then I'm going to ask, well, what does that mean for them? Well, is that a suggestion? Well, what's an easier way for them to do it? 
well, what do you see that will help, etc. So it's kind of like that's how I play in there. You must have empty bottles of tequila interrogation on these, these people. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm a spiritual arriving alcoholic. <laughs> well, it's usually Perrier, but I never thought of tequila. <laughs> and when, when you connect with a being of a, a very powerful high frequency and you're, you're chatting with them over whatever and you're enjoying the interrogation and inquisitive curiosity, how do you know that this will bring either yourself or the clients to a whole new state of, of improvement? What's happening specifically is that I'm connecting with the being that's bringing the information and it could be I'm connecting with the Akashic Records, I'm connecting with like a pattern of information that my client doesn't know that they have. It can be in any number of ways. I like to joke I'm online with the universe so I just go wherever the info is and bring it back. But it's also what frequencies are going to work with them. So it's not simply just the message that's coming, but for myself, I'm looking at how I bring that message to my client that will help them perceive things in a way that's right and beautiful for them. So I might be hearing they need a greater change and these are opportunities that are coming and I'm listening to that. And then I may want to communicate that to my client who is looking at a particular situation in a certain way so they can receive the frequencies that I'm bringing through, but also have like concrete mental understanding and emotional understanding and clearing and guidance so they can follow through on. So in a way, it's really complicated, but I like it like that because I'm bringing in all of these different pieces so that my individual client or my groups like really experience a fullness in what's happening. So it's not only an answer to a question, but it's a way of looking at things, shifting into a higher level, embracing more of who you are so that you become more joyful and create the reality and the life that you came here for. And then we all get that, and that's way more fun. It sounds like you're the, the divine journalist who's journaling down the, the facts and the figures to make the story and encrypting the messages to make sure this is the right frequency for yourself and the individual. Oh, I like that. That's fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're doing. All these books, when you read all these books, it's like, what the, what the? And she's, how do you do it? And, and then it's like, oh, okay. She's just a message journalist that, that mails the messages out to the public and they understand it and they go on their happy, joy way of their journey. I want people to have a great journey. You know, this like one of the things that is amazing is I'm just going to say this just because I can't say everybody, right? Almost everybody is brilliant. Whether you know your brilliance or you have the direction or the healing or the capacity or the people who are there to help you understand and grow, there is a brilliance in you or you wouldn't be here. You just wouldn't have come. Like you would have said, no, 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 not on my passport. Sorry, I don't want there. Hit this one over here. I'm going over here, please. I'm taking my passport back. Give me my bags. I'm not coming here. <laughs> <laughs> your brilliance, you bring your brilliance with you. And then the journey on this planet in your soul and your being is to help that brilliance shine. 
And sometimes there's stuff in the way, whether it's obstacles or ways that you used to believe and now it's in conflict. And for me, bringing any way that helps a client, it bringing in higher frequencies, whether it's Akashic, whether it's Alawashka, whether it's connecting with a stream, whether it's healing a frequency that you got confused with, you don't know what's going there, or giving you like a really direct answer that Spirit's giving me for you, all of it is a blast so that you can shine. That's fun, especially fun for me, because every moment is different too. It's like you're a diner on the highway and people are backpacking and hitchhiking and they stop at your diner to eat and get the message they want to continue on that journey. Yes, and then it's in a beautiful to-go box. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> and it just brings you gorgeous sustenance along the way. <laughs> the diner is organic, I just want you to know. <laughs> Do you feel now that with everything that's happening at the moment regarding like the virus, how people are feeling 2020, that, that we're in this massive vibrational shift in some way? I do. I do. It's though we know we have a juxtaposition of, oh, holy crap and oh, holy spirit. <laughs> I don't know why that came to me, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> and in the energy of it, that contrast to really recognize you can take things into consideration, but you don't have to be afraid of them. So if you're looking at the situation where there is a health issue that the world is having, you can recognize, okay, if you are perceiving that health issue, because I'm putting everything in the if, right? Mm -hmm. If you're perceiving that, are you going to respond from fear or are you going to go, okay, I get that's a guideline. Where do I want to play? What opportunity does this give me? So if you're looking at it and going, all right, like I'm definitely not getting on a plane and I'm not flying here and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing this, what are the opportunities? A lot of people are having much richer conversations with each other, much more meaningful connections with each other because there's a lot of superfluous things that they're not doing anymore. They're not getting overly busy doing blah, blah, blah that didn't mean anything to them to begin with. Now they're actually looking at what means something to them. Aside from the fact that since there's so much travel we're not doing that the, you know, environment just actually has less toxins and less pollutants and, you know, cleaner air and cleaner oceans, et cetera, et cetera, just by us staying home, which is amazing because I don't think we would have thought of that. Just by staying home, the planet is cleaning the air herself. That's crazy, right? I mean, that is it. And then the higher frequencies, we're at a pivotal place because we have the opportunity to look at things in a higher way. It's giving us some space. If you're not responding to fear, and I'm not saying you're not taking appropriate actions, I'm just saying you're not responding to fear. Then you look at the world in a different way and you start looking, well, how can I contribute? Well, what, what am I doing that I just isn't me anymore? And that it can be really deeply personal and present, and it can be really spiritual. Like, oh, I've been giving up on this part of myself. Or I have been receiving messages that I have not been sharing. Or I'm ignoring these things, and now I can embrace them. 
that is an amazing period of time. It's like someone's orchestrating what's happening at the moment for humanity to be in a place that is like an iOS update on the phone for new apps to be able to do new things, I think. And what a gift that is for us to be here. And I know that people are thinking, some people anyway, are thinking, well, wouldn't it be great to go back to, to X, Y, and Z? But the thing is, there is no go back to. There never has been a go back to. The planet doesn't have a reset button so that you can go back 20 years, look like you did back then and make new choice. It doesn't work that way. So we don't have to go back to. We're in the moment right now of creating something that really can shift all of humanity, that really can open us up to greatness, that each one of us can contribute in our own way to levels of beauty and healing and understanding and actually shift the whole conversation of the planet to a higher conversation. We're actually in a place where we can do that. That's very, very, very great. It's interesting how your book came out at this moment and it's called Stream of Consciousness and we're at a, a juncture in humanity where the consciousness streams are being adjusted to get the next stage of, let's say, a new age revolution work. It absolutely blew me away that this book came out at this time because, like I said, I wrote it a while back and every once in a while I'd tune in and say, okay, should I publish this book? And I would get, nope, okay. And I would go back in and ask because that's what I do. And all of a sudden it was like at the end of last year, it was like, oh no, you have like four months to get the book out. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, it has to come out at this time. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. The whole energy of it, it just shifted. And then as I was editing and doing all the things you need to do to publish a book, it was like, oh, oh, these messages and these energies are really important for all of us. And I thought it was, I mean, I channeled it, so I knew the importance of it, but the timing of being in a place of upheaval, but also opening, you know, because creation in a way is chaos and chaos can break things apart in a really good way and recognizing that now i can reveal the streams each different stream of consciousness and how some of us are resonating and how we can actually access all of them now because i'm revealing that they're here it's like an amazing opportunity when i was getting ready to do it none of this stuff was happening and then all of a sudden whoa okay <laughs> yeah let's do it it's like you're like a puppet and the, this channel that are channeling this information, either in a client session or in a book session or making you understand the message. But it sounds like they're the puppet master and you're the puppet and the message is right for that moment. It's a very interesting orchestrated play. And, and I love it. I love the, the creation of it and the participation of it at the same time. Always, I'm always honored when the when the wisdom comes to me and I can put it down and look at it and then share it. It's it is so much fun. It's an honor, but it's also so much fun because it's always different. I mean, this book, Streams of Consciousness, is different than my other books. I mean, it still brings in higher frequencies. It's still teaching. It's still all of my books have vibrations in them, so the actually when you're reading them, you can resonate to the different energies of it. But it's a different book. It's a different creation. And what an honor to be able to be part of that. And then for me personally, to be able to be the one doing it and writing it and asking the questions and having that kind of communication, it's just such a blessing. 
Do you feel like we're preparing for a golden age in some way? And I've never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I've never thought of it one way or another. I think we have the opportunity for that. I definitely do. We're at this junction in time where a lot of problems like racism and other components that have been so stagnant are at the forefront now. And I feel like we all have the opportunity to create change in, in a way that has never been done before. Yes, I agree. And the, see, the thing is, is the racism, the slavery, and all, it's existed forever. There's still slaves on this planet. People don't know it, but there are. There's a whole bunch of other things that are going on that depends on where you live, what you're aware of. We have the opportunity to not only change what's happening, but change the whole conversation. Honoring what's happened in the past so that every person's experience is recognized and then taking it to a different place. In a way, it's like recognizing what was there, but let's shift it to a higher place. Let's look in somebody's eyes as opposed to whatever else they're looking like. Let's look at someone's heart. Let's connect so that we can really create beautiful opportunities. And if you don't like the word change, that's cool. We don't have to change. We can grow. We can expand. We can harmonize with each other. We can recognize that we are all magnificent beings on this planet, and we all have something amazing to contribute. And we're in an amazing place where children on the planet have more opportunities to be themselves than they have ever had before. Like, because it isn't just, okay, mommy, and then go to school, and then come home and do your chores and your homework, and then go to school. No, they have all of these different things that they can explore. And we as humans can too. And with the higher vibrations that are available, we can all uplift each other and not worry about some of the little things that people are worrying about. Like the little things meaning economic growth. If we're all working together on the planet and we're all shining, economic growth is a given. But if you're looking at competition and who gets what where then, then there's less opportunity. And can you imagine if every single person on this planet is contributing on their higher level? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be extraordinary ending in a position where unity and union is growing everyone at the same time. And what opportunities there would be there. There would be things that would be solved. There would be things that we didn't think were a problem that somebody would say, oh, by the way, if we do it this way, and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of different things fall into place. We would be able to embrace all the different people and all the different perspectives and come to ways where we can understand and appreciate each other and not try into control because you can't really control. That is just a misunderstanding. Just like you, you can't say, I, I'm, excuse me, the sun needs to be over here. Can you please move it? It's blocking the view of the tree. Nuh uh can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> I also think that we have a mask and this this moment in time is, is cracking the mask of every individual to to look deep within themselves to allow the true essence of who they are to come out in some way. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Because so many people are really magnificent and they don't even know it. 
there's so many people on this planet who haven't been able to see their own beauty and their own gifts. And if they could not just me, you know, looking at somebody without a mask, but them looking in the mirror and all of the things that, that seemed like limitations, if they could see their beauty, what would that be like? It'd be like a flower, you know, when you look at a flower and you all oh, that is beauty the same, I think, for every human that looks into one another one another's eyes. A lot of people are trained or indoctrinated or however you want to say it, they haven't been able to see that beauty within themselves. For whatever reason, they haven't been encouraged, whether you know, in, in any part of their life, there isn't the part of them to really look and go, oh, I love this about me. Oh, I didn't know I had that talent. Oh, I didn't know that about myself. Oh, I didn't. And, and you see, just that opening, like you said, taking that mask off, it, it shows a shining being. We came here with more than we can actually share on the planet. As we continue to open it, both collectively and individually, we're bringing more here. And that's amazing. We all have the magician in us. We have the sovereign ability. We have the warrior our ability and all of us is willing to make that choice of stepping forward to be in that light archetype to allow us to shine but yes we, we focus on the negative aspect of i don't have enough she's better than me i'm overweight all these negative components and if we get a, a knife and slice in half that's what's happening and we would be able to let her enlightened light shine so bright like a lighthouse exactly and what you're saying, all of those conversations, so I can kind of reflect back and say, when you hear it, just say, that's not necessarily true. And then it just opens up. So you say, oh, no, I'm not good enough. That's not necessarily true. Oh, no, I'm overweight. No, that's not necessarily true. Oh, no, I'm this. Oh, I can't do this. You just said that's not necessarily true. Open up to the beauty of your being. Let your mind stop arguing. See, a lot of times when people say, you know, just do an intention and do this and do this, your mind, if you have those patterns of disavowing yourself, then your mind is going to argue. Even if your soul knows better, your mind is going to argue. If you can soften it so that your mind stops arguing and telling you who it thinks you are, you're going to be able to be that beautiful light. And then you're going to be able to laugh at it. And say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I used to think that too. <laughs> Writing your book, what was the most profound theme from from channeling? From from the streams of consciousness book. Yes. Hmm. The most profound thing in the channeling I received was the way of seeing how all of these streams give us opportunities to heal each other, ourselves, and the planet in a frequency. So it isn't even that we have to follow certain steps or clear this, 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 and this, but actually resonating with the streams and then bringing them all in can actually heal us very quickly. And when I was channeling it, it was allowing me to see all the streams at once because I, I get to have that perspective. I can see, you know, a focus of one things or I can focus multidimensionally. And when I saw that as how it could play on our planet, it just really blew me away and, and made me joyful and kind of crazy in it. And then the response that I've heard from people who have read the book, people are having healings reading the book. It's like I'm on, you know, I get, I'm on chapter four and all of a sudden I realized what so-and-so did to me in my life and it just went away. 
I was laughing at it. Like it used to be the thing that drove me and made me cry at night. And now I'm laughing. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, whoa. I knew that the energy in the book and, and the strings was powerful. I knew it would connect with people, but I didn't expect to get an email telling not just one person, but many people saying, oh yeah, I was reading this thing. And, and all of a sudden, wow, this is really cool. Thank you. I just healed this. It's like, I knew it was in the book, but now that it is, you know, the information is coming to me, it's really amazing to me. Would you have ever thought that a book like that could heal people's lives? It's really amazing to me, and it's really honor. And I do know it's part of my journey, and it's what I bring here. I do know that, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't blow me away every single time. <laughs> Oh man, really? You know, because when I'm bringing it and channeling it, I'm like in a, a different space. And even though, you know, later on, it's like, okay, what, how the book comes together and how people get it is one thing. But to be able to recognize that it really is doing that. I had an email from somebody who said, he said, well, I'm reading the book, but you know, what's really cool. I actually just like have it next to me when I meditate and I can feel the vibration coming out of the book at me while I'm meditating. I'm like, okay, I didn't expect that. <laughs> That is so cool. <laughs> and you wouldn't think that from a book. You think a book's just thousands of pages, but wow, that's that's magic, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it was really funny. I'm like, oh, wow. With everything that you've learned and experienced at this, to this moment and your stories like that from, from a book that has frequencies that can heal people, you are with the excellency of, wow, they, they know their stuff or is you're just like, ah, oh, here they go, you know? I'm just really honored, you know. I love doing it, you can tell. Mm. It's a blast for me. I mean, really and truly, like, I have such a good time, you know. And, and the other hand, and bringing the frequencies in, and especially at this time, it's, you know, thank you. Thank you for letting it be me. And, you know, and you and I having this conversation in this moment where I can actually share this and we can connect on this level. It's like, thank you. And, of course, thank you. <laughs> Do you feel that the channels that are using you to demonstrate what's happening, do you feel like there's more to, to come? Oh, yes. Always. It's like I have the, all the books that I've already written that aren't done yet, meaning they're not ready for publication yet. And then the divine will just say to me, okay, Lamari, um, we have another book. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. What's this one about? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a collaboration. So it's like sometimes like, like the divine is like the editor or the publisher, right? It's like, we're having a new series and this series is out. <laughs> You're the author. All right. <laughs> and that's my point. It's like divine times, you know, it's like the divine is the editor and the publication. You're just a journalist coming. I just found this great story about channeling in the middle of a pandemic. Go write the story. We'll edit in public. Yes, yes. Definitely. Oh, Lamar, take a couple of weeks off and do this. <laughs> and, and yes, you're surfing the wave that, that the divine is showing you and you're catching. And wow, this is cool. And you get off your surfboard into the water and it's like, wow, this is cool. And then something amazing happens. Yes. It's like, and, and then it could be like, a, it's just an incredible journey. And when I'm channeling, I'm in the journey of it too. So that's why I say there's like a multi-dimensional thing because part of me is writing, part of me is listening, part of me is asking questions about what I'm writing and listening to. 
And then, of course, there's the thing you have to do with your hands when you're writing, right? <laughs> right? It's like, and you know, remembering that you really do have to write it, right? As opposed to just receive it and then, wait, I didn't write that part down? Wait, <laughs> can you repeat that? So it's like this whole rich experience of having conversations and receiving information and then asking questions so that I know that what I'm bringing forward is because if I'm getting a vision of something and I'm noticing the patterns of frequencies of things, well, that's not going to be in the book. I have to interpret that in words that you're going to understand, which is beyond what is happening to me. So it's like this whole amazing rich thing that goes on. And I love playing there. <laughs> It also must be hard not trying to dumb down the information that the person reading it will not feel they're overwhelmed, but yet give them the message that they need at the same time. I think that if I look at it, it's like once I get the messages and I get the book, then I go back in and I read it and see how things flow together and whether things need to be there or whether they actually needed to be in something else that's coming later, because that's always possible. And then I organize it so that it has a flow. Most of the people who are reading my books, they're already pretty spiritually advanced in what they are aware of. So I don't worry about concept because a lot of my books with my other Alawashka book, uh, people tell me that it is the book they read once a year on the such and such day. Like they've been reading it for X amount of years and every day on their birthday, they start to read the book or every day on New Year's, they start to read the book because there's more information the more you read it. And this is one of those books. So you'll read it now and you'll get what you get. And then when you decide to read it again, you'll have another experience. Part of it is the wisdom in the book. Part of it's the frequencies. And part of it is you being in a different place in your life when you read it. So, I mean, that's just an honor and a gift from the universe, from me. And then for the people reading it, it's like, yes, thank you. Yeah, and I think if anyone's seen the movie The Matrix, that's what we're living at the moment. Regardless of what's happening in the world, in our own energetic container, we're living the the place where anything can happen at any moment. Being present to your own brilliance allows you to see it in new ways. Yeah, it's like you're the you're the maestro and the conductor, but and also you're the the instrumental player at the same time. Yes, isn't that fun? (laughs) <laughs> so what instrument do you be playing <laughs> i don't know how about you <laughs> i don't know maybe drums maybe keyboard not sure definitely not flute i'm not a flute person so in all the geniuses that have passed by from the likes of mozart to albert einstein to bach and other geniuses have lived on the planet, they've probably played in a way that has allowed them to let the divine flow through them to present all these amazing things that we love and enjoy, either in music, science, math, etc. Are we lucky or what to be able to have the genius of people still be with us? Mm. Isn't that amazing to think that technically Mozart's long gone, but actually not really because we get all that beautiful music. And Einstein has contributed in ways that we still probably don't know what it's going to mean. That is just amazing. Just in the same way that this, I don't know how long the sun has been there, but like we have the gift of the sun that keeps on shining. What a lucky experience. We have the opportunity to to breathe it in every day. Yes. And now if people want to connect with my book, they can go to my website, lumari.com. 
there's links there to, to look at the book, to see like a little video more about it. It's for sale on Amazon. And I also have some really cool free gifts. So I also, I have a couple of free meditations that go with the book. And I also have a journal so that as you read the book, it's a PDF journal. It's like, I also have gotten people to say, your journal is over 200 pages. What are you <laughs> I'm like? Yeah, because cause you're going to start writing. It's not me. You're going to start writing. So as you connect with how the great beings created things, as you connect with the meaning of each stream, you're going to be able to write down your ideas, your impressions, your thoughts, your feelings so that it actually is a journey for you and helps you see and recognize certain things about yourself in our world and actually have a place to put it. Because a lot of times, you know, when we're writing, and I know for me, if I'm writing and something inspires me, if I don't have like a designated place, I just took a paper I wrote things on. And this is like, you can actually have a place to write your inspiration, write what you notice, write about yourself and see how brilliant you are and where you're moving to in your own life. Because we want everybody to shine. That's really the truth of it. Mari, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, wisdom, laughter, and everything that revolves around you being your genius. Oh, my doll. <laughs> thank you so much. I've had so much fun sharing. And, and I've had a blast hanging out with you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.